2: Any disease. Dan
3: and I have been in Los Angeles for about 10 years each now. And at times, both of us have had stints living in the neighborhood our office is located in. And we've watched it change over the years. It's called Atwater, and it used to be a working class family neighborhood. Lots of little jewel box homes, a hardware store, a couple gas stations, some dive bars, a few local gangs. But over the past decade, the neighborhood has changed a lot in the direction of wellness, You know how when you don't see a little kid for a few months, and then you see them and it feels like they've grown a foot and turned into a completely different person but their parents don't notice it? We lived here, watched it happen, and still, it's shocking. Even to us. As mom and pop shops close down here, a florist, a clothing store, and a five and dime have all shuttered in recent months. Atwater is becoming a sort of microcosm of the wide world of wellness. And if the industry continues on its current trajectory of a 7% annual growth rate, it's only going to get worse. Or better, depending on, you know, if you're me or not. Perhaps the most surprising thing about this trend is that it's not just happening in the rich part of town. We're not in Beverly Hills or Malibu, and we don't have any local Kardashians to keep wacky businesses afloat. Here, it feels scrappy, and truly experimental. The rents are still cheap enough to take a chance on some new, weird wellness product or service. And if it fails, it seems like there's an endless line of folks waiting to try their hand at becoming the next neighborhood wellness guru. It's gentrification and cultural appropriation on all-natural steroids. Let's take you on a little tour. We're walking out of our office, Uh and what I wish is that we were walking out and taking a right. Because down that way is where the good stuff is.
1: (laughs) What's the good stuff?
3: Gold Star Diner.
1: Kentucky Fried Chicken, I think.
3: That way? No. Wait, what? Isn't
1: there like a Kentucky Fried Chicken Taco Bell?
3: It's just Taco Bell. Oh. Oh. Doesn't need to be anything else. (laughs) So you're feeling awkward about this because we're going to walk through our hipster neighborhood... And we look like a Portlandia sketch.
1: It's just mom hipster and dad hipster. Which is us. No.
3: All right. As soon as you come up from under the train tracks is where, kind of where it uh, starts. Oh, well, I want to go into the Copper Keg because the Copper Keg has a real robust CBD business going. If you don't come in here to scrutinize the ingredient list on each pastel-colored canned beverage... Copper Keg looks pretty much like any other convenience store. Where I grew up, in Michigan, the Copper Keg would be called a party store. Maybe you had a corner store or a bodega, same difference. They sold the usual stuff, cigarettes, beer, candy, chips, pop. In mid-Michigan, there was also always a wide array of schnapps, peach and peppermint being the most important, but a good party store also had cinnamon and apple and cherry and a lot of other stuff I never tried. Party stores stock what the neighborhood wants. And our neighborhood in L.A. clearly wants a new kind of party. So I just want to show you their CBD biz. Here's, um... Is
1: that what that is?
3: No, that, but that's a non-GMO sparkling something or other. There's a whole bunch of matcha, stuff. Oh, yeah, the matcha bar stuff. But here...
1: That looks good.
3: It's got 20 milligrams of hemp extract. All of these are CBD things. You want one?
1: Sure. That so turmeric one? Hold on, those are expensive.
3: Do you have the kombucha, like yes. the, but the beer kind? Yes. You do? Yes. There we go. This stuff. Butch craft. But this one's, this is good. Here, hard okay. kombucha grapefruit, that's 4.5% alcohol, and that's 7% up there. You're going for the 7, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> Are you gonna drink your CBD?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's weird tasting. I kind of like it, though.
3: Okay, it begins. It already began at um, Copper Keg, Yeah. but we're about to um, enter the zone, the wellness zone.
1: Yep. Past life regression pop-up. This is a pop-up. It's a meditation and wellness pop-up shop. Friday, November 1st, join us on All Saints Day for an evening of recalling former past and releasing ancestral trauma.
3: And then next door. Hot yoga. For those making a mental map at home, the copper keg is on the corner. Next door is an empty lot that will probably become like a giant sensory deprivation tank or something. Next to that is the pop-up and then two doors down. So this is the crystal shop.
1: I, I that's places. where I get all my well, a lot of my crystals and I absolutely love it there.
3: And in the back, they also do, hold on. meditation for your kids working with master crystals, living your 5D life. I don't know what that is.
1: Soul retrieval.
3: (laughs) Give me my soul back. Experiential Kabbalah. I should probably go to soul retrieval though. Um, But right there in the windows, on the shelf is doTERRA, the MLM essential oil company. They sell it inside Crystal Matrix. (laughs) Okay, so here's a coffee shop. Do you want to go in and see what they have in the
4: fridge?
3: So, so far in our walk, we've seen a party store with alcoholic kombucha, an eco-conscious salon, a psychic, a farmer's market, a crystal shop that doesn't open till noon, a past life regression pop-up, a sound bath place, hot yoga, and a cafe with lots of vegan options. Right next door to that cafe, there's another cafe with lots of vegan options, but they lead more with food than with coffee. That's pretty much the same place twice.
0: This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com/slash now.
2: Any disease.
3: So here's the tarot um, truck. You gonna get your cards read? Sure. Yeah? So it's three cards for 25 bucks, five cards are 30 bucks, and 10 card Celtic cross is 65 bucks. She charges by the card. Oh, she's busy. Okay, then we have a record store, a teeny tiny record store, and then we have a popular. I'm talking so quietly, but then there's Juice. What's it called? The juice, right? Organic juice. Nut milks. <laughs> Smoothies, vegan ice cream, and raw snacks. I like just saying nut milk. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's the jewelry that loves you back. There's a necklace for clairvoyance, a necklace for protection, a necklace for reflection. You want to get a CBD hemp shot um, mimosa real quick? Oh, what? A CBD hemp shot mimosa? Sure. Okay, let's go in. Sit at the bar. All right, cheers, these are beautiful. (laughs) beautiful. um, She put a little strawberry. Okay, I smell it, you smell it?
1: No, not at all.
3: Okay, I taste it and smell it, the CBD. Dan is a much nicer person than I am. So it's not out of the ordinary for him to withhold snarky comments until we're behind closed doors. But his politeness during this walk was remarkable. He seemed genuinely curious about the past life regression, and he said something to the effect of rats when we saw that the crystal shop wasn't open. Even after the CBD mimosa, or maybe because of the CBD mimosa, I couldn't get him to shit-talk the neighborhood with me the way I wanted to. So I think you have a more favorable view of wellness in general in that if you walked into a room and you were like, I'm vegan, I enjoy smooth jazz, I have crystals all over my house and macrame, I have a tarot reader in my very close family who I respect their readings. And for sure. Yeah, and I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I mean, and I'm okay, a hippie okay, so, and I can't wait to move back there someday okay. and live on the Oregon coast. I'm from with my tarot cards and my tea. You have so much you have more tea in your house than anyone I've ever met in my life. You have like a hundred teas. I love tea. I know. And you also have like air plants, I have beads, you have prayer beads on the wall. You have the I moon do. cycle poster on the wall?
1: I have tapestries, I have the moon cycle, I have uh, prayer beads on all <laughs> all adorning my my walls. I'm vegan. <laughs> um I like to smoke grass. I And you call
3: it grass too, by the way. I do. This I isn't love... a joke for the show. No, no, no. I've seen some stuff in your fridge that I've like not seen in someone's refrigerator since maybe the late eighties, early nineties. Like what? Well, the nutritional yeast for one.
1: Oh, I love nutritional yeast.
3: And then there's other seasonings. That's a very
1: polarizing topic, I think.
3: By the way, all of your condiments are in baskets in your refrigerator. Well, that's because my
1: my fridge is old and grumpy and doesn't have good shelves and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I have to put baskets in there so I can separate. But it's pretty messy right now, to be honest. My family is pretty New Agey on on my mom's side, mm-hmm. um, and then my sister, of course, um, who does tarot readings, is a yoga teacher, a life coach, and um, makes soaps and candles mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And I do I love it. I'm not laying myself on the line from a like personal opinion standpoint the same way that you are right cuz i'm looking at the fda and stuff like that it's it's a little also easier to also because
3: you're a believer
1: i think when confronted with science i don't you know depending on how it's researched and, and and studied and pieced together and published and all that like it's hard to argue you know okay
3: here's a genuine two parter mm. genuine do you believe your crystals do anything other than look pretty Hmm. Oh my God! No. <laughs> no, no, okay. I'll say this. <laughs> no, Dan, they're rocks.
1: Yeah, what they they're do for pretty. me. What they do for me, I know for sure. They and we've talked about this. I mean, this is like is the same thing with essential oils. I love aromatherapy. I love essential oils. I love all of that, but I don't necessarily think that they carry a frequency and then you my frequency has to be a certain, you know. You don't
3: sit there and hold a crystal and hope that it does the thing that the pa- the paper said it was going to do?
1: No, but see, here's where it gets tricky. I have crystals in my house because I think they're beautiful and they are very peaceful to me. Same with plants. But with the crystals, I will say that I shop for crystals based on the advice of the person at the crystal shop <laughs> or from one of my three crystal books. Um, <laughs> um, so, so I will read them mm, and then look so to yeah, see what real, different crystals mm, are supposed to really do. You're
3: really up in the air about this one. I mean, one. <laughs> I look
1: at it like, if I'm going to buy a crystal, I might as well buy the one that matches what I'm looking for, you know, as far as uh, the way I feel. And, and if it doesn't work, which I think they probably <laughs> don't, don't um, probably... Maybe. I don't know.
3: From the outside, Dan and I appear to be of the same ilk. If you're picturing him as some barefoot, hippie, Matthew McConaughey-type character, stop. The outside of Dan Gallucci looks like a tough guy. He's tall and brooding, and he has knuckle tattoos and neck tattoos— My favorite tattoo of his is a crappily drawn electric guitar with the words rock and roll scrolled above it. I look like a manic pixie dream mom. But the fact that Dan has himself tied in knots about whether or not crystals actually work highlights just how different we are. It's something we kind of avoid talking about in our relationship because we know deep down we just disagree about this stuff. The only time we really dig into how different we are is at restaurants, and there our annoyance is directed at others. Not once in any restaurant have we gotten handed the correct order. He always gets my cheeseburger and fries, every time. And they give me his kale salad, every time. So the crystal makes you think about happiness by reading about it bringing you happiness, and you see the word happiness a bunch of times. And then you talk to the person at the crystal shop after you've read your book about how to seek happiness and which crystal is well, going to make you the most happy. And it's going to – It's
1: a harmony. And,
3: right. It's gonna, um, but it's going to activate those parts of your brain that are thinking about those things, which is just as good as journaling. Yeah,
1: but there's something so, that's really important that I believe in firmly, which is the placebo mm-hmm. effect. I mm-hmm. really believe in it for all of these things. But I'm saying that's what I'm talking in it about. For like, supplements. I believe in it for my crystals. If I determine – from reading and from talking to someone at the crystal store that um, something could, uh, you know, I don't know, balance out my... Uh, Chakras. Ch- yeah, whatever. You know, I, I look in the book. I see, oh, well, that that I could use that. And then I go to the crystal shop. And if they have that crystal and it's cheap enough, then I'll buy it. Now I'm
3: feeling protective of you and I don't think we should put this on the show.
1: Why? I'm not feeling protective of me. I am. Why?
3: Because this is hogwash. (laughs) Oh, because
1: people are going to make fun of me? (laughs) No,
3: I don't know, because you're talking like a crazy person. (laughs) Okay, raise your hand if you're making fun of Dan right now for believing in crystals.
1: Like, I'm not putting money on whether or not a crystal works or something. You're saying
3: the same thing I'm saying is setting an intention can actually make that intention happen. And I'm saying you can do the same thing with journaling. And you're saying, why not make it look like a crystal I and mean, that's fine.
1: I think that you totally can. Yeah. I agree with everything you said. And I think It just
3: looks a little less it looks a little more sane if it's like a daily to-do list. Hmm. Don't you think? No? Well, now we know that Dan does not believe in daily to-do lists. But crystals? I think it's important. I mean, I think that <laughs> sur- your face.
1: <laughs> I think that surrounding yourself with with elements from the earth, you know, like like beautiful rocks and and plants and all that kind of stuff. I think it's nice. I think it's important.
4: As listeners to the show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet?
0: at T-Mobile.com slash now.
2: any disease.
3: I think I thrive on stress or something.
1: You for sure 100% thrive on stress.
3: And wellness is the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be the opposite. Yeah, like
1: you want food that's going to get in your body in a tasty way quickly while you're in the middle of a lot of shit that you have to deal with.
3: Yeah. I like fast food. Is that what you're talking about? Fast food?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love
3: fast food. Yeah, you like fast fast food. It's fast and it's food and it's great. This is not an ad for Taco Bell, but Taco Bell is the greatest fast food of all time. It's reliable. You know exactly what you're getting no matter which Taco Bell you're going to, and you don't need any utensils to eat it, and it's filling, and it's spicy, and there's lots of beans, and beans are great for you. Plus, I don't personally have any tummy troubles with Taco Bell. Yeah, well, yeah, I think a lot of the wellness stuff is like, just take a chill pill, man, and I'm like, what? What if I chilled out? What would I even be like? I would be like...
1: Well, you make it sound like it's a switch and you turn it on or off. No,
3: no, no, no. I'm just saying if I suddenly... It would have to be for me. I'd have to, like, fall on my head again. I make this joke a lot that any major shift in my personality would have to come as a result of a traumatic brain injury. And I know it makes people uncomfortable, but it's funny because it's true. I did fall on my head when I was six, and it did change me. Let's
1: talk about that. You sure? Yeah, I mean, you had a... A pretty significant brain injury when you were younger. So what happened?
3: I um, fell out of an open staircase onto a cement floor on my head from that, the top of the stairs, which is like a ceiling height. They, they called it a diving accident.
1: A diving accident?
3: Yeah. It, typically, when somebody shows up with that injury at the hospital, it's from diving into shallow water head first
1: and where were you?
3: I was in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan.
1: You were pretty isolated when it happened.
3: Yeah. So it took us a while to get out of the UP into a trauma center in lower Michigan.
1: And it was like pretty traumatic for your parents as well cuz that yeah. that ride took a long time and
3: we had to drive from the UP it took us well like overnight basically from where we were where there weren't trauma centers to the University of Michigan Hospital where they had CAT scans and MRIs and things like that. What happened? What, then, what did they
1: say when well, you went in? I mean, what what internally? Just
3: that I had a severe concussion. It's called a contrecoup lesion. The contrecoup is just like the way your brain shakes inside your head where you get a bruise on one side of it, but mm-hmm. it's not the side where you hit. I mean, I remember it was all black and blue on this one side of my face right, and head, but I don't... I can't remember the exact angle of the injury. I probably – I honestly have, like, not in my adulthood followed up on this neurologically, like with a doctor. And I probably should get a CAT scan Mm -hmm. (laughs) at some point. I just stopped getting them at a certain – I don't – I maybe – I just don't want to go in for it, but I probably should.
1: But for you as a kid – Yeah. And if anyone wants to – Listen to all of the details. There's a This American Life episode where you talk about it, right?
3: Yeah, with my parents. They're yeah. on it, too.
1: Yeah, it's good. Mm. What did you notice after that? I mean, how long did it take you to feel the effects of that? Not it hurting or, oh. you know, the immediate effects of what a, how a brain injury would feel, but, but more psychologically and, a, you know, otherwise.
3: It never went back to normal.
1: What was normal?
3: Not having migraines all the time. Right. You know, not... My daughter was asking me about, Goldie was asking me about this the other day, about kindergarten. Sorry. And I don't remember it, really. I know what my school kind of looked like. But um, I don't remember my teacher's name. I don't remember any class, any um, of my classmates. I remember stories my parents told me, but I don't remember actually, like, being there. (laughs) So I couldn't... I don't know if anybody else does. Do you remember kindergarten?
1: I remember some things about it, and I remember my teacher's name for
3: sure. You know, I don't and have any that. idea who that was. I just remember being sick after that.
1: What kind of sick? And
3: also, it, like... I'm sorry, I'm crying. I need to talk more reasonably. Like
1: on the No, it's okay. <laughs> this is really... I mean, this is, this is a huge traumatic <clears throat> thing that happened to you, well, you know?
3: Well, I didn't find this out until much later. First of all, like, having really... I'm just going to say this. I hate it when people refer to migraines while they're having one because the kind of migraine that I would have, you can't even talk to people. Right? You can't, like, you're, I go blind. The pain is really, really severe. There can't be lights on. No television. Don't, I just can't form a thought other than out, 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 you know, like this hurts. And then it becomes really overwhelming over the course of a few hours and you end up vomiting from the pain; you're just puking and puking. And I remember like going back to school the next day, and I would have like my eyes would be all swollen and black, and bl- not black and blue, but those capillary like purple spots all over my eyelids from dry heaving. So that's a thing that went on until adulthood. But <clears throat> and it's luckily it's not happening now. But the other thing I learned when I got much older is that people who've had a TBI, traumatic brain injury, something crazy, like 70 or 80% of them deal with depression and anxiety for the rest of of their life. And I already have a genetic predisposition for that. So, I mean, sometimes I wonder, like, if I hadn't fallen on my head, just would I be a happier person? Would Would my schooling have been different if I hadn't been the kid that's like racing out of the room because my parents sent me to school with a migraine and I'm racing out of the classroom because I'm going to puke all over the desk again and spending so much time in the nurse's office and my parents having to leave work to pick me up and like them deciding every time I had a headache if I was old enough yet to stay home alone and just I often missed the fun days of school too because the causes of my uh, or like the triggers of the migraines could be anything and the main one was like excitement or stress. So I would get them on Christmas morning often. But, yeah, I, uh, anyway.
1: So it's not just about the physical effects because it, it there were changes to what happened socially. There were totally. changes with how you were dealing with your parents. Totally. They're, they're asking if you can stay home by yourself, yeah. you know, when you're pretty young. Yeah. you talked about being kind of fatalistic, and I wonder.
3: Well, I think that having an injury like that, like mm-hmm. an accident, any yeah, kind of accident, yeah. But one that isn't a broken arm or something, which I understand is also traumatic. But when you break part of your brain.
1: (laughs) Did you think this is going to last forever? Yeah.
3: That's what they told me. They didn't say you're definitely going to suffer from this, these migraines and stuff forever. But there's a good chance that when you go through puberty, that could trigger it. They told me, you know, becoming pregnant could trigger it. So that was like really scary prospect. And I put that off as very, very long as possible. And my doctors and my parents kind of started training me for like, how are you going to live your life as an adult on your own if you are just completely out of commission? How are you going to have a job? How are you going to go to work? Like you're going to have to learn how to power through these episodes. And that was like... Real shitty prospect. It did not feel hopeful. Luckily, my first job, I was in high school still. So by afternoon, when I would have to show up at my job, I wouldn't I'd have some time because I always get my migraines in the middle of the night. I'd have some time to figure out if I'm how much I'm gonna be puking by that time.
1: Do you think that this whole experience kind of informed some of your skepticism and and and
3: My fatalistic view of the world.
1: Yeah. And first of all, what does that mean to you? What does that actually?
3: My fatalistic view is that something will kill all of us. And it seems self-indulgent and, frankly, classist and otherists to believe that you can buy your way out of that inevitability or meditate your way out of it or some shit. You can't. You're going to get sick and die. There was never any medication that I could take when I had a migraine because I'd just throw it up immediately. I t- kept a food chart. Mozzarella was off, off the list for years because I had a migraine one night after I had mozzarella sticks. I don't even know if that's what caused it, you know? But we would go down the list like, oh, did what did you have yesterday? What did you have yesterday? What did you have? You know, and checking off things on this. There was an actual list from the neurologist. And... It didn't matter. I kept getting the headaches. It really didn't matter. And then they just went away miraculously, also as a surprise, you know, and I don't feel like that has any meaning either.
1: To me, it seems natural that you would, as an adult, have a skepticism around someone saying like, this is going to align your blah, 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 or this, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't,
3: yeah, I call bullshit bullshit. I also think if that stuff is working for someone, again, that's great for now. Yeah. Something horrible could happen to you tonight. And then what good was all that shit?
1: Do you think that feeds a little bit into the why bother? Like, why bother with all this wellness if.
3: If you can get hit by a bus? If you, you can get can by, fall hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, I definitely feel like I have other stuff to do while I'm here right. and while I'm upright. I do not want to be spending my time picking out my powders, you know?
1: Well, partially because you just fundamentally believe that there's no way that those powders are really doing anything. or
3: Yeah, no, that's totally right. But also, yeah, I don't want to spend my time on anything that has like a sliver of inefficiency. I, I don't want to spend my time sure. on anything yeah. inefficient. If it's inefficient, if it's something that might not be doing something, push it aside and let's do the stuff that actually gets shit done or is, like, a, a real experience in the world. <laughs> I don't enjoy the I, I, wishful thinking, the time wasted on wishful thinking.
1: I also wonder because I feel like this is something that I've seen you. It's like if you're going to do something that's a, that even could be somewhat frivolous. Then you want to be having fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I want it to be funny or fun or crazy or whatever. I don't want it to be chill. Right. (laughs) You know? No. If I'm going to waste time and money on something, like, I want to come out with a good story. Oh, there goes my alarm. I have to go to therapy next door right now.
1: Yeah. Your therapist is literally next door to our office.
3: The weirdest. (laughs) Okay, yes, my therapist is right next door on Wellness Row. And yes, their office is filled with crystals and macrame, and there's a bowl of Palo Santo that sits on the table right in front of me. But for me, therapy is a basic need. As I said earlier, I've fought with depression and anxiety for as long as I can remember. Sometimes it's debilitating. Other times it's not. These conditions reduce life expectancy by about 10 to 25 years, There are a lot of factors at play there, not just the potential for suicide. We treat ourselves poorly, and we're treated poorly by the medical establishment because of our diagnoses. Talk therapy is one of the few treatments that's proven to reduce mortality and improve quality of life. We don't really do lobotomies or a steady diet of quaaludes these days for a reason. So I invest in therapy. I go religiously, one might say. Therapy is a wellness practice, yes. For some people, they can get the same benefits, that tuned-in mindfulness that keeps one active and engaged in their own well-being, from other wellness practices. Do I think they'd work for me? I don't know. Am I gonna try to keep an open mind and explore it? Yep. I wish with all my heart that Crystals could say to me, hey, it seems like you haven't been sleeping, or are you remembering to eat? I would spend every last dime on them if that were the case, believe me. Because Dan is right. They are very pretty. Next time on The Dream. And the irony is that it started with an effort by the FDA to have more control over the dietary supplement industry, to try to have some standards for what the products could or couldn't contain and at what levels. And it backfired to the point that by the end of this in 1994, there was great deregulation of the industry to the point that it was less regulated than it had been before the FDA started its efforts. The Dream is a production of Little Everywhere and Stitcher, written and reported by me, Jane Marie, and Dan Gallucci. Editing by Peter Clowney and Tracy Samuelson, with production by Stephanie Kariuki and Lyra Smith. The Dream is executive produced by me, Dan Gallucci, Peter Clowney, and Chris Bannon. Our mixing engineers are Casey Holford and Brendan Burns. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.
2: Right rug flooring.